Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. First, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms helps your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and it has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with having a student athlete in the house. Final Forms also helps with team communication and attendance and can even help with coaching certification management. For athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Area Scouts. Area Scouts provides athletes ages eight and up with state-of-the-art assessments and sport and movement specific development programs for all skill levels in all sports. Area Scouts also provides a one-of-a-kind worldwide online platform emphasizing sport-specific performance while focusing on overall athlete health and safety. And the best part, Area Scouts works with youth, high school, and college coaches from across the country. Go to areascouts.com now to enroll your athlete or your team in the base assessment. That's biomechanics, athleticism, sequence, and endurance assessment at areascouts.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they have a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or call them at 614-981-3589 and you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million total users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. And we also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. 
Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program a voice and helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is our very first visit to West Virginia. And we're going to sit down with Sean Blumetti. Sean's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director for Brook County Schools in Wellsburg, West Virginia. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Jake, thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to it. And I uh, really enjoyed listening. You're a longtime listener, first time interviewer. Uh, so uh, looking forward to, to getting down to it here and uh, contributing what I can. Well, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, you know, for our listeners, we're recording this on June 3rd. Uh, Sean's in the middle of, uh, you know, kind of winding down for a school year. I guess it's their first day without kids. So hopefully uh, they'll have some time to spend with us. But Sean, you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, you know, give us that five minute bio, you know, where you were born, where you grew up and, and maybe how your path led you to your current position at Wellsburg. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, it's a long and winding path, so I'll try to keep it brief, but I uh, actually grew up in the eastern suburbs of uh, Pittsburgh, uh, near McKeesport area, um, moved around a little bit up there, graduated from uh, California University of Pennsylvania back in 1998, um, actually started coaching while I was still in college in 1995, back on my alma mater, um, upon graduation, started teaching at, at Duquesne City Schools uh, near Pittsburgh, uh, spent some time at Steel Valley uh, High School one year there. Uh, took on a uh, role as a director of maintenance for a year. Um, became an elementary assistant principal in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Uh, and from that point, I, uh, and all the while still coaching, uh, still coaching football at a couple different schools. Uh, it's Sarah Catholic, Franklin Regional, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, Geibel Catholic in Connellsville. Um, and ended up in 2009 being offered a chance to move to Waynesburg University um, in just south, about an hour and a half south of Pittsburgh, about 15 minutes north of Morgantown, uh, West Virginia, actually, and uh, coach football and women's lacrosse there for two, two years, 2010 and 11, and uh, actually taught history uh, in the history department at, at the university, which was a, a unique experience for me. Um, and when the 2011 season wrapped up, I saw a posting for a head football coach at Brook High School. Uh, I jumped on the opportunity, and actually, my, my cousins graduated from this school. It's about an hour from where I grew up. Uh, they graduated here back in the late 90s, mid-90s, late 90s. Um, so I was familiar with the school, familiar with the, the tradition and history of the school and the football program, and had an opportunity to become a head coach, which is always a career goal. Um, about two years into that, my principal called me in and said, hey, you've done a really, really good job, but we really, really need an assistant principal. Do you want to want to move up? And I said, well, I had spent about 20 years in the field and teaching, and that's about the time that transition starts to happen. And even though it was a hard decision, I, uh, I stepped away from coaching and moved into administration. And about six months later, uh, our athletic director resigned, and the principal called me in again and said, hey, you've done a really good job as assistant principal. You Want to be the AD? Sure, why not? About three years after that, they, we built a new middle school here. We consolidated our two community middle schools um, and built one big 950 student middle school on campus here. And uh, they said, well, yeah, you've done a nice job as an AD. Why don't you take the middle school also? Sure, why not? So <laughs> uh, over the years, it's, it's built up, and uh, now we have a comprehensive 7 through 12 athletic program here, and uh, 
I still do my assistant principal duties at the high school on top of the athletics for the high school and the middle school. So that's, that's it in the, in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, and uh, are you, our regular listeners, they hear me say this all the time, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I just love hearing the stories and, you know, those events that happen along the way that end up, you know, changing, you know, even making mm -hmm. uh, a career, uh, you know, very cool. Appreciate you sharing that. For our mm -hmm. listeners, we're visiting today with Sean Blumetti. He's the athletic director for the Brook County Schools in Wellsburg, West Virginia. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the leader in forms and registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team. It's technology. And they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms helps your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And it has reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that go with having a student athlete in the house. Final Forms also helps with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Sean Blumetti. He's the athletic director for Brook County Schools in Wellsburg, West Virginia, our first stop ever in West Virginia. Sean, you, you talked about uh, making that transition from head coach into administration. Um, mm -hmm. What were some of the um, experiences that popped up as an AP and, and obviously as an athletic director where you could look back on your time as a head football coach and that you said, oh, yeah, I can handle this. Uh, anything stick out for you? The one thing that I really uh, still rely on is the, the organizational techniques that I learned as a head coach. Um, you know, had a long, long career as an assistant. Um, and I always seemed to be that, you know, the coaching staff secretary. I always filled that role. I was always doing the paperwork, handling the boosters, you know, tra you know, trading the films. Um, and when I became a head coach, I realized how much, how important, um, that role is. And I took a lot of that on myself as, as a head coach to make sure, Hey, is, is our calendar or our calendars, right? Or our practice plans, right? Our, our certifications for the coaching staff done or our physicals in, and I, I would help, uh, uh, get, keep all that, you know, flowing on top of all of the, the football duties. So when I transitioned into uh, the assistant principal and then the AD role, um, those organizational skills, you know, were, were really at the forefront of, of what I was able to pick up and, and transition to pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of, um, you know, younger ADs that, that listen to the podcast. And uh, again, there's that expression, you don't know what you don't know. Now, mm -hmm. you certainly weren't a rookie in the world of athletics when you became an AD, but was there anything that, you know, maybe surprised you a little bit about the, the role of athletic director? Um, I think the biggest surprise, uh, it, the biggest learning curve for me was just the becoming familiar with sports that I had no exposure to. Um, you know, I, I came from a small, uh, small high school, when I graduated, we didn't have wrestling. We didn't have competitive cheer. We didn't have, we didn't have, we didn't have a home track. Um, you know, we, we had a track team, but we never had an event. Um, we did not have a cross country team at that point. We didn't of course, you know, have a bowling team or anything like that. And as I moved around to some schools, I got more and more familiar with some of the sports from, from a distance. But then as becoming an AD, I ended up at a school that has a swimming pool. Well, I've never, I never set up a swim meet before. I had no idea what it took to set up a, a swim meet or to do entries for a track meet or to host our invitational. Uh, so th that learning curve, um, I, I encourage younger ADs and I speak to through our, our local conferences, um, become familiar with the sports that you don't know. 
Um, you know, everything else sort of falls into place. But if I don't go into my first fall, and I was a mid-year transition, uh, our RAD resigned at the end of the fall season. Uh, so I was going into winter and I started looking at the schedule and I said, okay, basketball, I can handle that. And, you know, wrestling, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's not real hard. But then I started looking I'm like swimming. I'm like, I don't, didn't realize all the work that went into set up a swimming. I figured you jump in the pool and swim. Right. And, uh, you know, it turns out that's definitely not the case. And it, it takes a lot of attention and a lot of detail that, that I had no, no familiarity with. So um, don't be scared of sports. You don't know um don't be you know we can't all have coached every sport out there um and just like when I transitioned you know I was I was a college football coach I coached linebackers I had grown up as an O-line coach and then all of a sudden hey we need a, an assistant women's lacrosse coach I had never had any exposure to women's lacrosse but I sat down I actually, I went online. I, I talked to some, talked to some of the players. I, I thank goodness our co our head coach at the time was a, uh, a gentleman who had been around the game for years and taught me a lot of the basic skills. So at least I could hold a stick properly and throw the ball <laughs> with the players. Um, and uh, you know, that, that worked in, in don't ever be afraid to learn. Don't ever quit learning. And there are still things I, I pick up every Every time I go to an event, every time I watch an event, every time I set up for an event, you know, there's something else that I can do better, do different, more effectively, more efficiently. Um, but yeah, learn, learn everything you can about every sport you can, and don't ever be afraid to try something new. Yeah, that is such a, a important point for an athletic director is now mm -hmm. you're not just the head coach of your own one team. Now you're the head coach in a way of all those teams. So you got to know what's going on uh, to really do your job and support the kids and those coaches. Great, great piece of advice. Yeah. For our listeners, our guest today is Sean Blumetti. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director for the Brook County School District in Wellsburg, West Virginia. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Area Scouts for their support of the podcast. Area Scouts provides athletes ages eight and up with state-of-the-art assessments and sport and movement-specific development programs for all skill levels in all sports. Area Scouts also provides a one-of-a-kind worldwide online platform emphasizing sports-specific performance and focusing on overall athlete health and safety. And the best part, Area Scouts also works with youth, high school, and college coaches from across the country. Go to areascouts.com right now and enroll your athlete or team in the base assessment. That's biomechanics, athleticism, sequence, and endurance. And that's at areascouts.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Sean Blumetti from Brook County Schools in Wellsburg, West Virginia. Sean, uh, we always like to give our athletic directors a chance to uh, acknowledge the mentors that they've had in their lives. Uh, none of us get where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? You know, I was very fortunate. Um, and I, I want to talk about how I started down the road to being AD. Um, my journey actually started in high school. Um, I was, of course, I only played football in high school. I was a one sport athlete. Um, but I, I always had a love for other sports and our coaches, uh, Bill Cleary, who was also the, our girls basketball coach, who was also our AD and Barbara Zansky, who was our head boys basketball coach were in desperate need of someone to be a manager, be a statistician, be a filmer. And they asked me if I'd be interested and I signed on to do it. Um, and those two guys, Mr. Cleary, Mr. Zansky, um, by the end of the, the first year, um, and I was in 10th grade, and I'm walking around with the keys to the building, setting up practices, uh, setting up for the tournaments, getting the ticket boxes ready, especially on the girls' end with, with Coach Cleary also being the AD. He didn't have the time to, you know, he's busy coaching. He didn't have time to do those duties. So he delegated them to me as a high school student, um, you know, way back in the day, which showed a lot of, uh, a lot of trust on his end. And a lot of confidence, you know, from him to me. Um, and I'm really thankful that they, uh, those two uh, guys, those teachers, those educators that, that uh, had that confidence in my abilities and, and allowed me to be a part of their programs. 
Um, and it really showed me the opportunities that were there to make athletics part of my career at some point. Um, you know, the, Rich Bowen, uh, who was my head high school football coach, um, he, he uh, coached me all four years in high school, and then he left for another another job, um, and we lost touch. And about 15 years later, I had uh, I started coaching at uh, Franklin Regional in Murraysville, and he was the head coach at Yawk High School uh, outside of Greensburg, PA, and we were getting ready for the playoffs, and I went, uh, went to scout um, and ran into him. And we reconnected and ran into each other a couple times throughout that playoff run. And he uh, invited me to come back on his staff. And I was with him from 2005 up to 2009 um, and started off as a line coach, became a defensive coordinator for him. I, and I really got to see the, you know, the, the, the first time I had really been given a lot of responsibility within a varsity program. Um, you know, Rich took me under his wing and, and uh, you know, showed me a lot of the tricks that he had used, he, you know, been, you know, 20 year head coach at that point when, when uh, he hired me on and, um, and, and then through him, I was able to get to Waynesburg University and get to the college level um, through connections that I made through Rich. Uh, and that was uh, head coach Rick Shep who was at Waynesburg University and uh, Coach Shep was a uh, former head coach and uh, athletic director at, at Massillon, uh, Ohio. Um, so he, he really showed me then what it would take to take the next step, how to, how to uh, you know, plan a career out and say, okay, here, set a goal. Here's where I want to be. And, and, you know, he always told a story where he was at a school and he wanted to get to another school, but he knew he had to make a, a stop in between because you can't go from a small school to the job he wanted without having a with big school, without big school experience. Um, and I remember him sitting down and talking to me and said, Hey, your resume is great, but you're lacking this. Hey, your resume looks okay, but you're lacking this. Get some experience doing this. And, and what the way it ended up working out the, the two years that I was able to, to have at the university with him and get that experience allowed me then to be more marketable to schools looking for head football coaches um you know small school experience it was great and, and the experience that i had there was great but as you know when the hiring process sometimes that that recognition that okay you can function at that high level you, you're not you're not working at the always at the small school level i've, I've been at some of the big schools i've been in bigger programs around um you know, larger numbers, larger budgets, more, more moving pieces. Um, and that really opened the door for me to be able to, uh, to be confident when I came to interview here at Brook. And, um, you know, since I've been here at Brook, um, you know, the, the, I say the mentorship from all, all angles and, and honestly way too many to, to name, um, from, from, uh, you know, our, our old principal, uh, Tony to my, to my last principal, Lee, I've been here now through four principals <laughs> and, uh, they've all been very supportive and very encouraging. Our superintendent now, the Dr. Crook has, has encouraged me, um, to, to really just, just, you know, like he said, blow this up, you know, be involved, get involved, um, you know, do the th things that, that make our school proud. You know, we're, we're undergoing, um, you know, now uh, with his encouragement and direction, um, probably right now about a half a million dollars worth of renovations uh, in all our facilities. You know, we've got our, our pool empty right now. We're getting a new deck put on it and uh, new plumbing, new boilers, new tracks going in, new tennis courts have gone in. And, and we're, we're, we're building, um, you know, a, a really an athletic facility, an athletic complex. We, we have a, a really great facility, but we want to make it even better. And but without that nurturing, without that support from from our current administration and the, the administrators I've worked for here um, just wouldn't even be possible. So th those are really the, the you know, the, the guys that, that I relied on in my career to help. Um, you know, and the one thing I and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I'm sorry for uh, <laughs> for going on there. Those are guys that I still rely on, and I still stay in touch with, and I still will call and text and say we, you know, we had a thing a couple years ago. We were hiring a coach, and a little bit of a disagreement on the hiring process. I liked one guy, the principal liked another guy, and I called the uh, called Coach Shep. I called Coach Cleary, and I just said, "What do you do?" 
what do you do? I, I want, I want a, he wants B. What do you, you know, how, how do you, how do you reconcile that? And what happens if, if I get stuck with somebody I don't want, you know, and how do I handle that? What's the, what's the product is, you know, the principal's the boss. Like he's, he's still my boss. I get that. Um, but it was really the first time in my career I had, I had had that. And so I knew I needed some perspective on, okay, what's the proper way to handle this? And I uh, reached out to those guys and, and talked it out with them, talked it through and, and uh, really, really some good, good advice. And I'm very thankful that I'm still able to pick up the phone or send an email and, and uh, get help when I need it. And, and uh, you know, guys I can trust and guys that I've known for, for years. Yeah. Again, you, you make two very important points. I mean, one is that you can still reach out and talk to those people that have mentored you for many, many years. And then the other thing, there's so many different ways that mentoring occurs. You know, it can be a very specific pointed lesson. Uh, and it could also just be that everyday nurturing, um, supportive environment. Uh, great stuff. And, and again, thanks so much for sharing your heart on this. For listeners, uh, our guest today is Sean Blumetti, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director for Brook County Schools in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges. And even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Sean Blumetti. Sean, um, we, you and I, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it a little bit longer than you, or at least I used to. Um, but um, we hopefully as ADs, we get started at some point with our state association and all the resources that each state uh, offers. Uh, and then hopefully uh, continuing to get involved with the NIAAA. So Take us through your journey. Uh, how'd you first become aware of your state association and get involved with it? And then just take us through that whole process of uh, earning your CAA. And then we'll also talk about your CMA too. Um, yeah, and honestly, when when I started uh, with the AD, uh, actually, I, I, let me step back. When I started at Brooke um, as, as a coach, I would come into my AD's office and sit with her and just talk. Um, and we were always very open with each other, willing to talk. And she was actually working, um, through her RAA and CAA at the time. And I had zero familiarity with, with it back in 2012. And I started looking into it and I started realizing, you know, Hey, if I'm ever in that, that position, th those seem to be some, some really good, uh, starting points. Um, how to get, you know, some information about, about, about issues that I need to be familiar with um, from a, a recognized, trusted, you know, source. Uh, so once I, I did take the uh, AD position and I actually found uh, her NIAAA information folder uh, here in the office and I flipped through it and I realized that this is something that I, I should get involved with. And I'm a big believer, whether it's through the coaching associations, the principal associations, being involved in your state and national organizations is a huge benefit um, to, to any role, whether it's coaching, administration, AD. Um, so I immediately joined up and I believe about a year after I, uh, I joined the NIAAA, I took my first, uh, class i think 502 was my first now i finished my 501 and so on down the road and before i know it i had my raa and then about uh 
about six months later, I, I finished up my enough for my CAA. And um, as I started to get more and more classes under my belt, um, uh, our, our state association, uh, athletic Drug association started offering them at our spring conferences. Um, and then I ended up being fortunate enough to travel down to National Harbor in 2019. And in 2018, of course, our new middle school opened. And I, I wasn't terribly familiar with middle school philosophy. Uh, I'd always come from a, from a higher level, whether you know, I had a couple years middle school experience coaching, but not from an administrative point of view. And uh, so I, I took seven, uh, is it 700 and 701 is the, to become the, the registered middle school athletics, uh, athletic administrator. So I have my RIA, my CAA, or my RM, SAA. And uh, I, I've just kept sort of trying to, to live that philosophy that, I, that I've shared earlier that just, just never stopped learning. Um, and really that, um, you know, the resources that are available through the NIAAA, um, and in turn through our uh, state, and, and I'm sure your state organizations as well, whichever state you may be in, um, are really invaluable. Uh, and along the along the lines there is, you know, go attending our, our annual uh, meeting, um, or what the WVSSAC has an annual board of control meeting where we talk about, uh, you know, different rule proposals, rule changes coming up across, you know, from the state, get the state updates. Um, I started to talk to more people from the, the athletic directors association. And, uh, one of the, the, um, members there who was from our region, uh, had stepped down and he was serving as our region one director at the time. And I voiced my interest in possibly helping out. And, and, uh, I submitted my name and went through a little vetting process and, Congratulations, you're now the Region 1 Director for the West Virginia Athletic Directors Association. Um, again, not really knowing even all what it entailed, but I just knew that this organization offered me something that I needed. I, I, it, it offered the networking, it offered the support. Our, our Athletic Directors Association, you know, compared to, you know, Florida, PA, or Ohio, is, is tiny. I mean, I think we have about 80 members. Uh, but when you only have 120 high schools, that's that's not <laughs> that's not too bad. Um, you know, we're, we're pushing hard to get more members. We're, we're working hard to recruit. We're working hard to to spread, uh, you know, the the NIAAA uh, through throughout West Virginia. Uh, we just had a huge push uh, with the SSAC um, to try to increase our numbers there. Um, but but again, I, I believe that that in in these kind of roles and these admin and ad roles uh get involved get involved and, and i've never and i've told my coaches i've never believed in just sitting behind a desk and complaining that i don't like the way the state does this or i don't like the way that the conference does this or we should do something about that but i don't want to go to a meeting but i don't want to get involved no i go to the meetings i want to see it at the table I want to at least voice our opinion. And I, and I tell my coaches that, that that allows me to have access for your issues also. Correct. Because if you come to me with a problem, then I can take it to the next level. I can take it to the SSAC. I can take it to the athletic directors association, you know, at our local conference or Ohio Valley athletic conference, which is a, a unique um, situation here. Uh, it's actually made up of 52 schools uh, between two States. Um, we, we have West Virginia and Ohio members. Um, so that, and I serve on, on that, uh, commissioner's board also, um, it, it really gives you an opportunity to directly impact what you see on the field. Um, right. you know, and, and my, my wife is also serves as, as my head swim coach here. Um, so I'm not sure who the boss is during swim season. Um, I lean, I lean towards her <laughs> a lot. Um, she came to me and said, Hey, I, I don't like the way we we seed our, our swim meet for the conference and i said well we need a member on the committee why don't you join well year down the road i don't like the way something about the state meet we'll get on the state swim committee so she's now on two committees to, to directly involve her and and i want my coaches to be involved i want them to have their names you know on the website who, who right you know, it, number one it's good for the school 
it's mm-hmm. good for the school to see your people being involved. It's it's good for the public to see people from your school being involved. That they're not just sitting around. Oh, I'm showing up. I'm coaching my meets. I'm, I'm coaching my practices, and then I'm just going to go home and not worry about it. Um, and I tell my coaches, if you come in with a with a complaint, a question, a concern, that's great. But the first thing I'm going to ask you is what's your what's your suggestion? What's your solution? And how and who have you talked to? Have you brought it up to your committee members? Have you brought it up to the state committee? Have you brought it up to the conference committee if it's a, if it's a conference championship issue? And if if you haven't, then that's first place. That's where we got to start. And you know, being involved, it's it. Yes, it takes time, um, but the the rewards of uh, that are, are way outweigh the the time commitment. Um, you know, one of the unique things last year we hosted our NI AAA Section Two meeting uh, down near the Greenbrier here in West Virginia. It uh, at Glade Springs Resort, and I walked into the to the uh, dining area, and uh, Mike Blackburn is sitting there having having breakfast. Now, Mike Blackburn does not know me from anybody, and he saw me and recognized me from registration and invited me to sit down. I sat and had had breakfast with him for an hour. And, you know, that's an opportunity that I wouldn't have gotten to have if I wouldn't have gotten involved. And you never know when that next connection is going to be made. And you never know where that next connection is going to lead. Maybe I meet somebody at the section two meeting from another state who leads me to my next job or another job or another opportunity. Um, or maybe I can connect a couple people. Maybe through me as a mutual connection, I can direct somebody to an opportunity. And that's really what I look for. No, again, the the point I think that you've uh, that you shared both for you as an AD and for your coaches is that involvement, mm-hmm. that networking, that sharing of resources. You know, it, it starts within the school. You know, talking to those veteran mm-hmm. experienced coaches and, and developing your program. It extends within the state for those committees. And, and the point you brought up about um, the appearance, um, it just lets everybody know that hey, mm-hmm. your school, your coaches are seen not just in the community, but statewide as leaders, you know, they're on these statewide committees. And then, you know, extending that, as you mentioned, to the regional and and national, it's just um, um, oozes professionalism. You know, I I think that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Thanks for sharing. And not only that, not only that, Jake, but it, it has given us an opportunity just through my involvement, my coach's involvement that, that I've encouraged. We've brought conference championship events to campus. Mm-hmm. We've hosted state regional events on campus. You know, we, we pushed hard. We hosted our regional state regional cheer uh, competition championship here last year for the first time in 20, almost 25 years. Um, you know, we host our conference swim championship every year. And not only, again, it looks, looks like you said, very professional for us because we're out there making stuff happen. That also gives us a chance, and, and let's face it, athletics, whether it's school-based, you know, education-based athletics, college, we've got to make some money. Mm-hmm. We, athletics are not cheap. So I love that, you know, we bring those events in. I don't, I do not generally profit, of course, from them, but my boosters do, my clubs do, my school does. Right. And that's a that's huge for us to be able to put, you know, for for cheering. I think we brought twenty five, almost twenty five hundred people, paying customers onto campus that day, hmm. and we got to run concessions and sell programs, and and we get you know we our boosters are able to to make money that provides stuff for our student athletes now. Right. And it also and gives a you a chance to show off your campus and your facilities, you know, absolutely to uh, to families in the area. Very good, absolutely. Stuff. Okay. For our listeners, we're visiting with Sean Blumetti. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of director of athletics for Brook County Schools in West Virginia. We're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com 
or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Sean, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some things that you and your uh, coaches do that when you take a step back and look at them objectively, you know, you can say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices mm -hmm. you can share? I think the one that stands out to me, even though we are in West Virginia, a, a big school, we have about 900 students, um, we still have the same issues that pretty much every other school faces. We have limited, of course, space sometimes. We have limited facilities. We have limited athletes. Um, the, the sharing, the, the collaboration, the cooperation between all of our programs, between all of our coaches, um, when they realize that the, the, the whole, the big picture, um, you know, you, you, need, you need to look and consider everybody else, not just focus on your specific sport and your specific gym or, or whatever. Um, knowing that we're here, I mean, bottom line is we're here for the kids. And we need to do what we have to do as adults and as coaches and as administration to make the athletic experience in Brook County schools, the best that it can be. And if that means to be, you know, find a way to, to accommodate uh, someone's, it has to change practice times or we have to reschedule a game or we have a, a two sport athlete that might have a conflict. Let's see what we can do to work around it. Um, so that to me would stand out as our number one, um, you know, our, our other best practice is, uh, and again, it's a, it's a very, it's a pretty nebulous thing, but it's a, it's the availability. Um, you know, we, as a, as a staff top to bottom, um, and again, show it leading, trying to lead by example, um, to host an event, to run a program, to, to make our facilities, as you mentioned last time, available to, someone from another school or to another, uh, you know, to have somebody host a camp here or to bring, uh, uh, you know, a regional name or a national level uh, coach to come in and instruct our kids. We want our, our coaches to go out there and seek those things out to bring them to us. Um, and our coaches, of course, just like everywhere else, have, have come from a diverse background. A lot of our coaches are, are former um college athletes sometimes locally sometimes from other places in the state they have you know they have some connections they can bring people in they can bring events in they can bring opportunities in for our kids so that you know those two things are, are things that we i think do really well and they, they really do work hand in hand um the accessibility the availability and, and that the uh, that spirit of, of cooperation and collaboration where we're looking at the the good of the department as, as a whole not just individual sport by sport concerns you know, that's such an important component. Uh, and uh, again, you and I talked about it a little bit off camera. We'll do this at the end of the podcast. But if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, find out mm -hmm. uh, more about how you do things. Uh, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, my email uh, is uh, sblumetti at k12.wv.us. Um I'm, I'm mobile. I'm electronic. <laughs> uh, that's something we'll talk about later. My phone is on my side pretty much 24-7, uh, sometimes to the uh, uh, dismay of my family. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes that we have to do, uh, do, do, do our uh, business and do our duties uh, off campus. Uh, I, so I, I ask, you know, anybody, if you want to email, uh, we are on Twitter, Brook Athletics, at Brook Athletics on Twitter. Uh, I, I respond to that pretty well. You can uh, uh, find me through the uh, through Facebook. I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, under my name, uh, Sean Blumetti. Um, feel free, reach out, connect, lo love, mate, and networking, making connections, and I'll be glad to help anybody uh, anybody with anything that, that I can. 
Okay. Again, uh, our guest today is Sean Blumetti, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the AD at the Brook County School District in Wellsburg, West Virginia. Going to take another break, but we'll be back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. This is much easier than that one. <laughs> we also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Sean Blumetti from Brook County Schools in West Virginia. Sean, one of the questions we've been asking our athletic directors has to do with this idea of, of coaching toughness. A um, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And uh, I think we knew what they meant and, and we did it. Um, in the many years since then, uh, I know that we found better ways to communicate those thoughts uh, to kids. But in my opinion, toughness is still an important aspect of sports and for life. You know, people say resilience. I think they really mean mm -hmm. toughness. So uh, my question is, how can an athletic director or a coach help a kid to develop toughness while at the same time being sensitive to the very real social emotional challenges that a generation Z kid experiences that I never had to go through. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Right. Uh, you know, the first thing that I, that I will say is that I believe in athletics, especially um, it was always, or a lot of times looked at as weakness to admit that we needed a break that we needed help, that we needed a moment to just sit and gather our thoughts, that we needed a day off. And, you know, um, we were always, you know, you're always afraid to say, you know, that, that's, that's too much, or I'm taking on too much, or I'm doing too much. And we've all seen um, athletes that, that will burn themselves out in, by the time they're juniors in high school. Um, and I think that, that you know you hate to use the term old school mentality of oh just keep grinding just keep grinding just keep grinding we you know in today's society need to acknowledge that it it's okay to to take a step back it's okay to to take a day off you know i i uh, I, I teach i just finished up a coach's education course um through the ssac here you know ascp course um and that's one thing that i that i encourage is that you know especially in you know, it's not always possible in season. You want to get as much work done. You have a limited time to do it. Um, but when you can, let your kids step back. Let them be kids. Let let our let our student athletes know that you know. Okay, we're you know what we're gonna we're gonna play Friday. We, we had a tough week this week, and we're gonna take Saturday off. Go enjoy yourself. You know, it's okay to do that. And, and uh, I think the other important thing to do is to acknowledge, and you mentioned it in, in the opening there, um, that there are things that our student athletes are seeing, dealing with, going through that, that we couldn't have imagined um, as high school students. Um, I don't know if I would be sitting where I'm sitting right now if I had to deal with social media as a teenager. Um, you know, I, I'm very thankful and I jokingly say this a lot of times that, um, if social media existed and the, some of the antics that we were involved in got out there that, uh, you know, we might not be, might not, might not be where we're at. Um, and to have, have that pressure, um, that kids put on themselves to maintain an image, to, uh, always be on, on camera. Um, to always be, you know, they, they live almost as, a, you know, in some cases like minor celebrities, uh, everybody's looking at their Instagram. How many, how many likes do they get? How many this, how many that? Oh, well, 
and to, to let them understand that, okay, we, you know, let them know that we understand, or we at least acknowledge what they're going through. Um, even though, you know, some people, you know, if you're over the age of 35 or 40, you may not understand uh, the social media culture and, and everything that goes into it. Um, you know, as educators and, you know, as coaches, you know, we have to be aware and we have to have some grasp of it, but I don't know if we'll ever truly get a handle on it because we, we can't, we can't get into those depths. Um, we, we just can't, um, you know, but I, I think that allowing students to um, progress into a sport, into a season, into whatever, at a pace that they are comfortable with. Um, it used to be okay. Well, if you didn't get it after two days of practice, then you sat the bench and you were out and you were done. Um, our student athletes today sometimes need a little more time, a little more encouragement, not to say that we can't push them. We can't practice hard. We can't ask them um, to perform up to a, you know, a high level. Uh, but we also have to, you know, the way we talk to them, the way we approach them, the way that, uh, you know, the in-your-face style doesn't always doesn't always work anymore. Uh, and, and again, it's okay to be a little, uh, you know, let, let your emotions out a little bit instead of always um, bottling things up, showing that that's, you know, they say softer side that that uh you know and, and how to how to deal with frustration how to deal with disappointment how to deal and in, 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 yeah i see it in, at the high school level uh, you know even more than sometimes at the middle school level sometimes these kids don't know how to deal with disappointment because they they've never they've never had to they've never even if something didn't go quite right the mom and dad were fi would fix it for them so everything was okay athletics high school level middle school level you're going to deal with disappointment you're going to miss the shot you're going to lose the game you're you're going to not make the team it's going to happen and we have to sometimes provide them with the skills that they're not they haven't developed um and i think by developing those skills we can in turn uh increase their toughness or resiliency um, to, 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 they can take it later on in life through their careers, through their educational, um, you know, career, you know, if they go on to college or go on to another, another field of study. Um, but yeah, those, those are the, you know, the big things that I think about and, and, uh, allowing our coaches to become more open, uh, and our kids knowing that they the coaches are willing to, to provide that assistance you know, when, when it's needed, that that's what I really think that is important for, for developing that they're just allowing them to, to express those feelings, encouraging them to, to step away. If they, and you mentioned, uh, you know, I think you mentioned Simone Biles name earlier when we were talking, um, you know, she was willing to, to step up and say, Hey, look, I need, I need to step away. I need to take a break. And she caught a little bit of heat for that, but guess what? It's, it's, it, you got to take care of yourself first, because if you're not, if you're not mentally, there and, and everything else is going to fall apart with it if you can't mentally perform your physical performance is going to suffer and if your physical performance is suffering now you're putting your teammates in, in your team um you know i i say in jeopardy maybe not physical jeopardy but you know you're not going to perform well uh and you're not going to be able to execute a, as a team or as an individual as well as you should right and again uh, the the points that i heard in your uh, in your response there uh, so important, you know, communicating, you know, with the athlete, with the team, you know, this is the expectation. This is what we mean by toughness. Yes. And then also mm -hmm. creating that environment where the athletes are comfortable coming to you and, and yeah. sharing their heart. And, uh, you know, they, they know it, it, it's part of the process. Very, very cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Sean, this has been great. Uh, you know, the, the hours just flown by, but we're not done <laughs> yeah. yet. Okay. Uh, okay. We always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox, which is sponsored by mm -hmm. athletic surveys. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from athletic surveys. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Sean Blumetti is going to put in his athletic director toolbox. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the educational AD podcast. 
We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes that really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, we've been visiting today with Sean Blumetti, uh, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at the Brook County School System in Wellsburg, mm -hmm. West Virginia. Uh, certainly an experienced AD, but right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. Sean, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? Uh, the first thing that I would encourage a new athletic director to do and the biggest tool is the, just being able to be connected. Um, make sure that you know who uh, you need to be talking to, whether it's in your own county, in your own building. Um, I had to, it took me months to figure out, well, if something's wrong in the gym, is it the maintenance director? Is it the facilities guy? Is it, who do I need to talk to? If it's a scheduling issue, who do I need to talk to? If I have to get a hold of an official, who do I, how do I get, how do I use my arbiter system? How, all of those things and all of those websites that, that we have access to are wonderful. Um, but if you don't know how to use them, they're, they, they're more, they, they hurt more than they help. Um, so take, take some time uh, as you, if you're starting in the job or you're relatively new to the job, sit down, figure out how to navigate your, your, you know, your individual states uh, website, figure out how to your conferences, your arbiters, your hometown ticketing, your uh, we use schedule star, big teams, um, any of those pro huddle, uh, you know, anything that, that you use electronically and, and to piggyback on that, make sure that you have access to your contact information all the time. Um, one of the best things I figured when I sat down, our conference has a nice online directory that, um, you know, and I'm sure most states and conferences do the same where we have all the coaches and the ADs, emails, cell phone numbers, all that. And I took one day here after school and I sat for about three hours and I just plugged them all into my phone. And that way I knew no matter what school we were playing, where we were going, um, they were, they were a phone call, a text, an email away. And I could do all that without having to be stuck behind the desk. Um, so that would be my first thing, be connected and figure out how to use those, those individual, uh, tools is, is one big thing. Um, the, the other, the next one is, is something that I've had to learn. Um, I'm a lot of times I'm a very linear person. Um, I like to start at A and go to B and go to C and go to D. And I, I, you know, when I ran a football program, I tried to do that. And we do practice plans. We try to do it that way. As an AD, sometimes you start at A and you end up at F and you come back to G and then back to B and you end up at Z. Um, be flexible. Uh, learn how, how important it is to be able to walk in the door every morning, have three coaches come up to you that, two pieces of equipment broke, all the basketballs are flat, four kids got suspended, and your bus broke down. Okay, well, let's figure out what we have to do to make it make it work. Um, you know, weather is going to be an issue. Um, facilities may be an issue. We've had major events here that we're, we're ready to we're ready to roll. We have a basketball tournament over Christmas and Monday and the, and the, the power goes out in the whole county. <laughs> what do you do? I got three teams in a hotel. <laughs> you know, what do we got to do to fix it? But that flexibility, things are not going to go smoothly um, all the time. And no matter how much you plan, 
don't let your don't beat yourself up about things you can't control figure out okay what went wrong what do we have to do to make it right and and who do i need to get in touch with which goes back to the connection and in the, in the uh, communication um and, and the last thing that that i would encourage uh, new and young ad's uh, would be to develop a vision develop the, you know that 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 ability to look ahead um, whether it's you know i try to work at least a season ahead um you know, my fall sports were really ready to go before my spring sports ended. So right now in the summer, my fall sports are ready to roll and I'm already working on, on winter. My basketball schedules are done. I'm ordering my basketball, getting my uniforms done. Um, and then uh, on the other side of that, you have your long-term vision. Okay. We know we have a track replacement project coming up. How does that affect our summer our summer schedule how, how does that affect our summer activities our, uh, we talked earlier about our facilities getting redone you know, how does that affect our, our swim program coming up in the fall if it, if the plumbing is not finished um and, and then even our, our extreme long-term goals okay we need new turf in two years what, what are we going to do how are we going to get that done how are we going to get our baseball re field resurfaced how are we going to get a new fence put up for soccer um you know those are projects that are that are four or five years down the road and you have to be able to think uh, or have that vision at, at really those three levels, that immediate vision. Okay, what, what can we do today or, or tomorrow or even this week? That short term in the next season, the next month, the next you know, semester, uh, and then that long term. What are, what are we looking at two or three years down the road? And, and to have that, that three-way uh, vision to, to think about those different things all at the you know, same time, because in, in our business, uh, a lot of things that we do today or next week might affect what we what happens a year from now or two years from now. So we really need to put a lot of thought into saying, okay, I want to do this project, but this project is going to impact the next three three months. How's that going to affect my day to day for the next three months? So yeah, so those, those three things, the, the you know the connectivity and the, and the connection. Um, the vision and the flexibility, are, you know, would be the three big things that I think if new ADs uh, had to start off with, um, they, you know, would find uh, a lot more, a lot more success. Well, absolutely. And again, the, I love the way you put that, you know, having that vision, um, you know, for an AD, you know, you can't have you know, those blinders on. You can't just be single sport focused. Right. Great, great right. stuff. Sean, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain, mm -hmm. what's the best way that they can get a mm -hmm. hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is uh, through my uh, school email, uh, sblumetti at k12.wv.us. Uh, it's available on the Brook County Schools website. Uh, we are active on Twitter, uh, at Brook Athletics. Um, I am on LinkedIn. Um, I am a member of uh, several uh, Facebook groups. I'm active on Facebook. Uh, feel free to to message, message uh, email, um, and I'm pretty much available 20, 24 seven. So uh, look forward to hearing from some people. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. All right, Sean Blumetti, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and County AD uh, District AD for Brook County Schools. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best moving forward. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate the opportunity. Always great to talk to you. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews. They get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. And we want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks again for listening to the Educational AD Podcast. Um, tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll have timeout with Caleb Stoppel. Wednesday, we'll have some more Wednesday wisdom. Thursday, it's team building tips with Dan Talbot. And then this coming uh, Friday, we're going to have our 300th episode. And it's going to be a special uh, Title IX, 50 years of Title IX celebration. Uh, we've got a Title IX pioneer 
who was uh, competing as a high school athlete back in uh, the early 70s, uh, went to college uh, under Title IX, new rules, and then uh, started a long career as a teacher and a coach. Uh, and she's going to share her experiences with you. That's going to be our 300th episode. And then uh, those toolbox suggestions from uh, episodes 151 through 300 are going to go in the second edition of the Athletic Director's Toolbox. So uh, we appreciate all the support, all our regular listeners, all our new listeners. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, shoot me an email at jakestouchdown at gmail.com. Also, jakestouchdown on Twitter. And we'll let you share your story brag a little bit about your school, and offer tips to other ADs. Uh, it's all part of the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks again for listening today. We'll see you next time.